Hey everybody, hey, we're back. <laughs> hey guys, welcome back to Spin the Bottle. We're glad to be back at it. Uh, is this thing on? <laughs> is, it, is it on? Can I tap the microphone, JJ? You gonna be mad? <laughs> okay, okay, okay. So we have been gone for circa five months. And in that time, it really feels like the whole world has kind of changed. The world has changed. I mean... The apocalypse started. We started a whole new real-life scary movie, you know? Um, well, and today, we're back to share what we've been <laughs> up to. <laughs> Amidst all of Amidst the Amidst all of the horrors, <laughs> we're going to talk about some of the things that we've learned and whatever else comes to mind. Which brings us beautifully into our word of the day. Today's word of the day is cathartic, which is an adjective meaning to provide psychological relief through the open expression of strong emotions, causing catharsis. In other words, getting back into the studio with Drea feels both unnerving and cathartic. I mean, can we even podcast anymore? We're about to find out. (laughs) All right, first up, I remember this part. Yes. We're going to spin the bottle. Okay. So here are today's categories. And I want you guys to listen closely because we've added a few since we took a long, 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 long Long. (laughs) (laughs) little break there. Lyrically, though, the songs that are currently giving us all the feels. For the culture, highlighting some of the best things about being a black American. Lesson learned. Mm, mm -mm. never again mars versus venus because sometimes it feels like we really are in different universes not even on different planets different universes wishful thinking if wishes were real this is how we would change the world because i mean is there a better time to have wishful thinking listen don't expect anything too deep on these though okay let's spin that bottle For, for the, the culture. culture, which is wonderful. I'm excited. New spin alert. New, New spin, spin alert. alert. Okay. So for the culture highlights some of the best things about being a black American because quite honestly, in the world right now, there's a lot of things that make us upset. <laughs> so we might as well highlight some of the things that make us happy. One of the things that I love about being a black American is that we have our own language. Yes. We have our own language and all it takes is a simple inflection change, right? For it to, for the same phrase to mean something completely different. I remember once when I was at work and I wasn't quite code switching and I told somebody, it's gonna be a minute. And they were like, so do you have time right now? And I was like, oh, sorry, it's gonna take me a while (laughs) before you receive that document or whatever it was i was like sorry my bad um but have you ever seen that meme that's like you straight in several different ways no oh my gosh it's like one of my favorite things um black people slang you straight you straight you want a box that's right you straight that means are you okay you straight how have you been (laughs) okay you straight did you get enough? Man, you straight. You're fine. You're all right. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Are you straight? No need to say sorry. You're good. You straight? You need some money? It all depends on the context and the inflection. Okay? Context is really important. Some of those do key. sound the same. Probably for my, um, my, my fellow uh, white counterparts or other cultural counterparts. <laughs> They sound the same, but they don't. It just depends on the context, you know, or the inflection. I just love it. I kind of love it. It's both. both. It just depends. You have your own language, too. We got to have ours. Do they? I don't know. I'm sure they do. I feel like most of the time I'm tracking. (laughs) You know what's going on. You know what I mean? I mean, I guess like Jewish culture, Spanish culture, or Mexican culture, like all the different ethnicities have their own way of speaking, I'm Sure. sure. You sure. know, or like, I say cultural because Jewish can be cultural and ethnic. It's just different. I just love that about us, though. Like, 
It just depends. And even if you go from region to region, it's pretty much going to be the same. I agree with that. I'm trying to think of some of the things that happen like in the office. So for instance, we were on a conference call. It was a group kind of meeting Mm -hmm. and there was like kind of quasi inappropriate comment. Right. From who? From someone. And, you know, this is WebEx time, so not everybody's on the camera. So you're just listening. Right. But we could tell by the tone of the conversation that it was going a little bit downhill. (laughs) And um, this was an executive, but the way she handled it was so um, diplomatic. But she was like, I'm just going to stop you right there. Like she just hopped in. And it was the reason it was funny is because she had to say that a couple of times to understand that like there was like a ping going on and, and there was a group of us like why doesn't she know to stop like she could she wouldn't stop she was like no I understand and she was like no I'm gonna stop you right there and we're gonna you're getting a little bit off off the off topic uh-huh. getting a little bit off track but she just kept going into her story not understanding that there was that like, I'm going to stop you right there. I'm going to stop you right there means enough. that's enough. <laughs> like you've not, I'm going to stop you right there is abort. Like you're done. Like that's kind of, we all know that. That seems pretty clear. That seems Doesn't like if I'm someone. I'm going to stop you right there mean. Just stop. be quiet. Just stop. No. That doesn't no. know what that means And literally everybody. like, you know, on the mock, it was like, why is she still like talking? Like yeah, why yeah, is yeah, she yeah, still yeah. intervening? I'm going to stop you. I'm going to stop you right there. Mm-hmm. She didn't stop. I don't know if that's necessarily a black thing, but the way she tried to intervene and her tone really said, of course, like this is not, it's very, it's you got to read the room. You got to read the room. It really is. And um, yeah, it didn't. Anyway, I was just thinking about that as you were talking about, um, <laughs> about different. <laughs> <laughs> different or I know one of my favorites is um, there was a meme. Sorry, going into this, but um that was like, if a black person tells you I'm on my way, <laughs> right? It's my favorite. It's like, and then it shows them like are. in a bath towel, like about to get in the shower. <laughs> like, you have to know your, you have to know your person. I'm not on my and way. Most times they're not on their it's way. one of my favorites. They're thinking about They're thinking on their about way starting to in begin. In another 20 minutes. In circles. Yeah. <laughs> like, but on their way, it's a state of mind. I think that's what it said. On my way is a state of mind. <laughs> So I am going to say, this has been some very real experiences as of late, but I am going to say one of the things I love about being a black American is the passion and the flavor and the skill and the creativity Mm. you bring to Mm. food. Mm. 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 Remixes of food, seasoning of food. There are certain, there are just certain things that we kind of have down, you know, um, (laughs) There, I, I was a part of a potluck and there were like raisins <laughs> in dishes that I didn't understand <laughs> like or like certain food with like no seasoning like sometimes mm-hmm. sometimes people don't like seasoned meat which is an interesting thing to me no salt you mean no se- seasoning like it was kind of like no maybe lemon, some no it was thyme. like it, it, it was something but it wasn't seasoned and that's no the onion, thing it no just garlic. tasted like meat just meat if you will oh, that's, I don't know if you've ever had that carnivorous have you <laughs> yes it's very fleshy if you will ew <laughs> or like a potato That'll salad and there were raisins a in a potato salad yeah that's a thing that is a real thing and uh I don't I've experienced it and I'm not quite sure what it I don't adds I talk poorly about it I just don't really get like but you do lots of like apples added to things or like raisins sometimes some fruit choices added to dishes that it's like i don't understand how a raisin ended like up fruit here. like raisins and certain types of fruits are very caribbean sometimes and like in Easter. rice perhaps or in, oh yes yes but not in potato salad right, right, right. unnecessary and what exactly does it add is what i want to know it's uh i don't know I don't know. I just feel like a raisin yeah, yeah, should never very, find itself in potato salad. We can be really particular about the eatings. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? For sure. And, uh... Well, most of the time it's pretty good eating, you know? I, you know, 95% of the time. Just a way to put your zhuzh on it, if you will. <laughs> yeah, for the culture. That's one of the, for the, some culture. of the things we love. For the culture.
Okay, Drea, let's go ahead and dive right into our conversation. I think the first question is, where have we been? What have we been doing? Okay. What have we been learning? What's been happening? So much, right? So, so We've much. all been under some sort of COVID restriction for some period of time, whether you are in California, Tennessee, Florida, like wherever you are who is not observing COVID restrictions at all. Mm-hmm. California and Los Angeles, um, most of us are pretty serious about it. Um, maybe they're not happy about it, but we are still pretty serious. Pretty serious about it. So Danielle and I have been kind of potting up. We're pod pod partners, not just podcasting partners. <laughs> but she's part of my pod. And one of the things that we were able to do together was teach a podcast class uh, at two, two two community colleges. Like right when we had already talked about doing it at the beginning of the year. And then when everything sort of went haywire and people were canceling things and things were changing, they asked us if we would do it online. And we figured, well, why not? We're not going to be doing much else. The problem is we were doing much else because our jobs didn't stop. Back to that later. But we thought it might be like a great way to, you know, just try it and get and be creative. And we met some of the most amazing people with some of the greatest ideas. Yes. Right? It's been great. And so yeah. we became pod moms. Yes, at a, at two community colleges well we started with one yeah and then it went swimmingly and yeah. then so we now have two two classes that we're very excited about and we have finished what three rounds at this point right three, three two rounds. two with LACC one at West LA mm-hmm. it's been great and we've had some amazing students and I can't some, wait for them to be on the show when it's time I know we're so excited and some really genius podcast ideas mm-hmm. so we became pod moms. Yep. That's a big part. Mm-hmm. Um, what else have we been doing? We have been working both full time. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I feel like work has really, really ramped up. And then I think we've been sort of just kind of coping with the pandemic, with all of the police brutality and violence against black bodies. And um, I think with COVID-19, it's just been sort of impossible to turn away from social media or turn away from what's happening in the world. We don't necessarily have the same um, escape tendencies or That's right. what, what escape tools. Or, yeah. Like you can't go to the movies. I mean, you can binge as much as you want. It, that's boring now. Bread. I don't know about you, but it's really. Yeah. Or P.S. I just made my first banana bread today look at you i took it out of the oven before i came here i'll let you know how it you goes. better have taken it out of I the put oven some, okay I put some, yeah, martha stewart we'll see goodness gracious i joined the trend but no wow. i'm with you we you can turn like there's nothing to there's take nothing your attention take away your from attention. what's happening and so there's been a massive resistance and just a lot of civil unrest and i think it's been great it's also been very sad I will I will say not only sad, I will say I feel like it has been traumatic in some ways mm-hmm. and um, really heavy, really heavy. Um, so, so a lot of this is nothing new. This is not, you know, this is not brand new, what we're seeing, especially with the violence against black bodies, um, just racial inequities, but what has changed is our environment. What has changed is our ability to now see things on videotape a little bit differently. It just seems like more and more. Yeah. It's like not only are we hearing about these stories, but there's a tape. And um, obviously with George Floyd, which really kind of got this particular leg of things started. Um, and I, I actually did not watch that video, and I chose not to watch that video. Right. But um, it is very hard to deal with that. <laughs> It is very hard to deal with that while also working full time, while also being busy, while trying to push through, while trying to be strong and professional and all of the things that Mm -hmm. I think come pretty naturally to us. I think you and I both are very achievement oriented in certain ways. And yeah, you know, it's uh, but this is one of the first times I've noticed I've had hard times at work. Um, Mm -hmm. where I've been thinking more and more about taking personal mental health days, like different, different time, different environment. And even getting lost in the TV, um, I feel like there's nothing to watch anymore. Like, it's like, I don't, I, Mm -hmm. I'm kind of burned out even on that. It doesn't provide like an escape 
so much and the same me. sort of um you know relaxation so, or yeah okay i'm not the word's not coming to me but yeah like um reprieve, reprieve. refuge catharsis kind of if yeah. you will bring it back, bing, bing, bring it back. yeah i think that this was with george floyd actually with ahmaud arbery was when i um took my first mental health day day yeah. from work we have like these self-care days and I just kind of told my boss at first I wasn't gonna say hey I'm just gonna take a self-care day and at our job it's just so I don't know if this is like statewide or whatever but in our in my place of work you don't self-care days you know so you don't play hooky from work you don't have you just say hey mm-hmm. I just can't come to work today for whatever reason and you don't have to tell people why but I felt like I needed to tell her why because it was just so painful to me And that was a moment that really opened up a door for me and my boss to kind of just talk about racial relations. And that was really great for me. It felt so weird to say that I needed that day and to not try to be like this Mm -hmm. strong person. You know, I'm I'm very reliable at work and I try to be, you know, all that I can be and just and uh, even more, you know what I mean? Just as much as possible. And even that we'll talk and we'll talk about that in a later episode about you know rest is reparations but just really challenging my belief around like how much I have to give at work um it's always been a lot and yeah that was my first time asking for that mental health day and I think it was a wonderful way to to start a conversation and maintain a conversation and we've been having a lot more talks about diversity and what it really looks like at my job and I've been part of those conversations um in my own way and yeah ultimately I think we all know that it's been a challenging challenging year yeah and I will say a newer a newer part for me personally has been um moments where I've really uh had deep fear and trepidation about my husband leaving the house about certain things that I don't know it it's hit me slightly differently um in a lot of ways so it's like interesting things or things that are so that are typically not me right so like if he's going out late at night and I feel like he's wearing all black or some weird things Mm -hmm. where I'm like I uh I don't once you're doing that or mm-hmm. he went to the bank and had some cash that he was moving and I, and it was nighttime and I was like, you, no, like I, do, I don't like that's, but noticing, um, I'm laughing because I'm like, yes, yes, he was because Carl, Carl is a, he's self-employed he's and he self-employed. works at a studio and like, that's like normal. It's that's not completely you know, normal. Like, I work at all hours of the night. It doesn't yeah. make sense that I should like not go do my banking stuff at midnight. And I was like, are you out of like, your mind? Like, what's wrong with you, sir? Are you out of your mind? Right. And burst it into tears, which, again, not me. Yeah. Right? And so balancing this, not wanting to in- make my husband infant-like, not wanting to be like, you don't get to leave the house. You don't yeah. get to not, like, I can't, you know, with Ahmaud Aubrey and just, you get to go outside and exercise. Like, you get to do things, right? And mm-hmm. me not trying to have these strange fear-based responses that I sometimes have now mm-hmm. that are just new to me. Um, so definitely coping with just like not leaning so far into that fear and into that mm-hmm. yeah. trepidation. Yeah, I will say um, I you're not, you're totally not alone. And I think that I've had some of the same fears and how I've always, I've also felt like I don't want this to be something that controls my life. I also know that because I see it all the time on my socials and we're talking about it, that it seems um, sort of even more elevated than maybe it would naturally be on another, you know. Yes, it happens all the time. Yes, it happens to people um, that we don't get to see on video. But the likelihood of it happening to my husband, honestly, I can't really say that it won't, but I know that living my life like that is just kind of impossible. That's right. And it's a very sad reality to think about, like, there were a couple of weeks where we were walking around and all of this was at its height that I was like, I'm actually concerned about, you know, walking in the street or I'm actually concerned about being out at a certain time. And I know that's because of what I've been mm-hmm. wa- seeing on that's my right. 
social feed. I know it's because of the conversations I've been having. I know it's because of our president who says things that are very, very insidious and, and, right. and not helpful to all of the civil unrest that's happening. Like he doesn't, he's not helping. No, there's, yeah, there's no <laughs> solve or bomb that he's placing on. And he's not inciting hope in any way or evoking hope. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it just, even with COVID-19, it's just the amount of fear in which you um, allow for that to enter your life. Like it's all, it's all very challenging. It's all challenging. And... And COVID, the way it's affecting brown and black communities. Be, we have to <laughs> it's just we really have to do a, a, um, a better job of caring for ourselves in you know in ways that are probably very new because we've never encountered this before. That's right. So I think that that means that we do we definitely need to be gentler with ourselves and with others. Um, it's been hard to love others. I'm going to be honest with you. It's been hard to be like oh peace and love and I haven't responded to a lot of text from like May. So, well, you know, just... May have been off. I mean, listen, I wasn't a big social media correspondent. Like, I yeah. just wasn't big on that before, but I have been, I think I haven't been on since March. I mean, I got, Not it was pretty just, quickly, like I March, mean, April. It was triggering me. It was yeah, like every was time I was triggering. on, it was triggering me. And I was yeah. like, I can't, even the news, like I've had to back up off the news. Like yeah. the RNC low key triggered me. There are certain things where I'm like, oh, that was okay. just <laughs> listen, triggers. Yeah. And just being aware of like, okay, I want to be a responsible citizen. Sure. I want to have a voice in these things. And there's, I want to be abreast of what's kept abreast and made aware of what's going on in the world but also if I'm coming off of social media and I'm feeling anxious or depressed or overwhelmed or it's just a smorgasbord of information and like opinions just thrown at you it's a lot especially Mm -hmm. right now with all that we're dealing with for me um my self-care has really been in getting off of those things, um, steering clear of them, trying to be a little more proactive about, okay, these are the issues. How can I be a part of positive change? Right. Like flipping the narrative, because if not, it is a slippery, 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 slippery slope. It's true. It is a slippery slope. Did I say slippery soap? I meant slippery, slippery slope. (laughs) Both are slippery. It's still true. Yeah. That's like the downside of what we've all been experiencing, I think. Um, and that's fair. It's like, you know, what we've been experiencing. I don't think it's been, um, I don't think we're alone in any of this. I sure. feel like there are many people out there that have similar feelings. Uh, I think on the positive note, if we can do that in the show, I feel like there have been some positives about COVID-19 in my life. I'm not going to rudely suggest that anyone else has any positive experiences with with the whole COVID-19 pandemic, but I think that I have appreciated the the slowdown. I've appreciated how it's made me sort of reevaluate what's important to me, whether that's certain relationships or how I work, um, my relationship with my family, yeah. with my husband, and it's really helped to reprioritize just where I'm at. Um, mentally too yeah like I was like if the world is really ending and guys I don't believe the world is ending but in in my most dramatic <laughs> state and when I am very dramatic I feel like if if the world is going to change this drastically like what that means that some of my priorities have to change that's correct do you know what I mean yes um so I think that's what I've been doing it's just saying okay so now I know that this matters to me and my mm-hmm. freedom matters to me and being out of debt matters. Well, that's always mattered. But I'm just saying like this list of things, it just kind of like um, highlighted what I care about the most. Um, what relationships I want to pour into or pursue or maintain or even like looking at myself and realizing that, man, I have a lot that I could improve. <laughs> Pers- it's a so lot of personal development personal. that I probably have been putting off because... I love myself and yeah, I'm fine being me, but you're also hurting other people. So think about that. Anyway, I think that's kind of a positive way of looking at a really hard and for some horrific sort of sort of change. Yeah, I um, 
I have a very new marriage and it's been very interesting. Yeah. Like we got married in January, so we had a month or two of like what would be considered normalcy. And um, we've pretty much been together all day, every day. <laughs> other than all day, every day. All day. Ride or die. Um, so That's we've had cool. some extended time to really be together. And um, I will say just talking, you know, piggybacking kind of what you're saying about the closeness. I feel like we have definitely, some of it may be newlywedding, but I don't think so. I think it is the gift of this like forced slowdown Mm -hmm. um, that has really kind of helped us um, just really start to think about what we want our marriage to look like, what our lives are going to look like, what we stand for, you know, just together um, in a different way. And a lot of times you don't get the time to do that. Um, So taking advantage of those things and being, being grateful, you know, um, oh man, the practice of being grateful. Just being grateful, like never my, have I leaned on it more. It's it's like oxygen for me, and yeah. I I I try to wake up every day and think about the things that I'm grateful for. Like it's it, gratitude is really becoming mm-hmm. a, a, a much bigger player in things. Um, and, and so I say that all to say I know five months ago, which seems like so long ago, but we kind of left off talking about this year what we thought was going to be we started talking about evolution and what it means to evolve um and here we are five months later and i think it would be safe to say most of us nobody really saw this plot twist coming nobody saw a pandemic coming except for every public health official (laughs) right that we've ever known they are not surprised we don't listen to them is that what i hope we learned that lesson that we don't listen to people um who are important. So in all these plannings at the top of the year and all of these things that we do, all of the, you know, thoughts for maybe personal evolution, um, I'm sure that may have changed a little bit (laughs) with all of this. And so how do you evolve, Drea, I think is a fantastic question as we're talking this through. How do you keep in the spirit of evolving or continue to evolve when you're in what feels like a holding period or a waiting period or everything (laughs) Has shifted, you start right? a YouTube channel. And then talk about... <laughs> Wait, I have... That's not the answer no. you're looking for. Okay. Cool, cool. But you can, if you want to, start a YouTube channel. A lot of people started podcasts, so... You yeah, know. we got some students. But in all, in all seriousness, I think that... I don't know. I think we have to change what we think is, is evolving. I think for me, evolving has always been getting to the next level and mm-hmm. like succeeding in some way and and just like rising higher and higher and higher um in a way that felt like I was achieving because as you mentioned before we're both achievers and that's kind of how we that's how how I have kind of set my worth or my value which isn't necessarily the healthiest thing I want you to know agreed um and something I always have to wrestle with but I think that uh now while we're waiting for so much and you know my personal journey has I've been waiting for a lot of things and especially when it doesn't feel like they're happening it's like well how am I gonna evolve if what I've set my sights on and what I had hoped to attain isn't attainable but it's not necessarily my fault that's right you know I think that's when you start to look and see like okay so what are the areas that I do have control of right which tends to fall a lot and that, of like inner work. It's all it's all like on the inside mm-hmm. and it doesn't always feel like I don't know. It doesn't to me always feel like the best thing to do or the thing that I want to do the most. Like I'm going to work on how I see myself or I'm going to work on how my, I advocate for myself, how oh. I show up for myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All of these that things. That seems so frilly That's and not unnecessary. Achievement. Right. You don't feel get a, like an achievement. You don't get a degree for it. No. Um but important. Or a raise. Or a raise. <laughs> <laughs> get me started. So, yeah, I think we can still evolve because the weight doesn't mean that nothing's happening, right? No. And not only can we still evolve, but I think, you know, one of the things I've been thinking about recently, especially preparing for this episode, is that we 
we can and we I almost think we must like it is we must <laughs> we, we must, must evolve we must like, increase our bust you remember that sorry no mm-hmm. <laughs> like it's sorry um it's necessary it's necessary it's necessary and um I will read I mean we don't often do this but we are believers and I think there is some particularly poignant scripture mm-hmm. <laughs> that talks about times. Are you about to read the Bible on I am going on a to just cite a little something Surprise from Ecclesiastes, which has I been. I think this, this is um, non-believer friendly, to be honest with you. Yeah, this is. this is If um, you're concerned about whether or not you have to turn off the podcast. And if you do, that's fine. But we hope you'll stay with us and listen to this scriptural reading. Yeah. Would everyone please stand? It won't be long. I'm going to. It won't be long, but it's it's particularly poignant yeah. in my for where we are right now. Um, and I, I will set it up by saying, I think that in a lot of ways we have, whether or not we believed it, like this sucker punch of hard times for so many people in so mm-hmm. many different ways. This isn't just for black and brown people. This is for our country. This is for the world. People are going through lots of challenges as a result of pandemic, as a result of what's changing. We're all connected. It's all, (laughs) we're all in it. And I think that we have been lulled, maybe our generation a bit, into thinking that like these kind of times aren't supposed to happen or. Agreed. Do you know what I mean? And so if there's any look back at history, all generations have had really kind of difficult times or defining times, Mm -hmm. you know, or anyhow. That has always been, and it sounds depressing, but it's always been a little bit of a comfort to me. I'm going to read, and and we'll just go through it really quick. But to everything, there is a season, a time for every matter or every purpose, a time to be born, a time to die, a time to plant, a time to pluck up what is planted, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to break down and a time to build up, a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn, in a time to dance, right? To what? Goes on, dance. A time to cast away stones and a time to gather stones together. A time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing. <laughs> a time to get and, oh wait, a time to get and a time to lose. A time to keep and a time to cast away. A time to rend and a time to sow. A time to keep silent and a time to speak. A time to love, a time to hate a time for war, and a time for peace. Okay, so what does all this mean? Where is that in the Bible? Seasons, that is Ecclesiastes 3. One through, whoop, where do we go? One to nine. So what does that mean? And why does this matter for this? Like there are different seasons and there are different times and we are in a different time. Yeah, stop <laughs> Not trying everything to make is, it into yes. like... I don't know, something that you can easily handle because you've done it before. We've not done this before. This may be a time to weep. This may be a time. You know what I mean? Where even the part where it says a time to embrace and not to embrace. I mean, we're socially distanced. We're not being able to touch each other as much and interact Mm -hmm. with each other. Like there's times for everything, right? And so not to glaze it over or overly spiritualize it, but it is, this is, there's nothing new under the sun. And this is a different, more challenging time. And we can choose to lean into it and not necessarily try to put a happy glaze right. over it, right? I don't know where we got the idea that we're always supposed to be happy all the time. You say that often. It's, it's just not true. Mm-hmm. And right now there's a challenge and we can either rise to the challenge and pick up some more awesome tools and strengthen ourselves or kind of succumb to the delusion that everything's ruined because right now things are a little sad or a little heavy yeah I don't know I think about that that verse in terms of just how hard it is when it comes when we talk about black and brown people and racial injustice and just how just last year we were just so joyful and excited about I don't know, just, you know, spending time with each other. I don't know, like we probably were at parties mm-hmm. and, you know, the beach and just kind of enjoying life and our dreams and that sort of thing. And that's not to say that racial injustice wasn't happening. 
at that very same time and that we weren't experiencing different microaggressions at work. Like all of that was still happening. That's right. And I sometimes think about like where we are now and how hard it is to sometimes just like dig into your dreams or like you enjoy a big group of friends because of whatever restrictions you're under or whatever protections you want to take for yourself. Um, Everybody's different. And I just think, you know, there's a, there is a time for everything. And maybe now is not the time for that particular expression expression or feeling. And maybe right now is the time that we need to be raising our fist and fighting for our communities. And that takes a totally different energy and preparation. And, um, you know, I do think that I believe in things like rest and joy as part of resisting. Um, But I also think that, like, it's clearly a time to work. It's clearly a time to contribute. That's right. Um, And that's where I'm at. Yeah. You know? Yeah. there's There's a time for everything. And for me, the time right now is, like, to do the work. And maybe not as much, like, to frolic. Though frolicking, I enjoy. Sure. Don't we all? And... I don't would like to frolic. But it's, you need those times of frolicking. But, but it's to move forward, right, mm-hmm. with what is at hand. It's like, listen, I'm sure people in the 60s wanted to frolic too, but there was work that needed to be done, right? There were marches that needed to there, there was stuff that had to happen. And you get the civil rights movement, and that's one very small example. But it's like movements right. and things like this happen and are spurned and born out of necessity and out of all kinds of things. And right now, we're in a similar position and yeah. in a time, it's a time where, of awakening for it's sure. a time of awakening and so the question is what we are going to do with said awakening what our voice will be what our contribution will be and that feels somehow much more important to me <laughs> um yeah you know and that's Good a personal point. thing of course we need to rest and enjoy each other which kind of leads me into the next point which is there's been a lot of like really villainizing 2020, right? <laughs> like yeah. just, oh, 2020 2020. <laughs> yes, all of this, right? Yeah. And here's the thing. Lots of really hard things have happened this year, uh-huh. undeniably. Um, but it's like you said, there is an awakening happening. And when awakenings happen, mm-hmm. this is kind of what they look like, right? So it's, it's true. like... Yes, we were fun and fancy free in 2018 and 2019 and we were frolicking and it was fun, but there was still a lot of insidious stuff happening underneath the surface. And now to me, it's like a pimple that comes like to the pot. Like it's just, it's at the top now. It's at a head. Yeah. And here we are. So we can be mad that that happened or we can deal with the pimple. (laughs) Do you know what I'm saying? Deal with the pimple, which is my favorite thing to do. (laughs) (laughs) Like we can deal with it. And I'm in no way, please let me be clear, um, reducing this to a pimple or to a small, like easy solution. But what I'm saying is I think there are different things required of us during this time. And yes, it happened in 2020, but 2020 is not the enemy. Like (laughs) that is not, listen and listen, it is what it is. And this is going to be either where the best of us comes up and shines through or the worst of us. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know? Can I be a Bible nerd for like sure. two minutes? Okay. So one of the things that I learned in this, um, I guess in this five months, is that apocalypse doesn't mean the end of the world in the Bible. And it actually means to have something revealed, like God reveals something. Mm. So he, to be apocalypsed means that God has revealed something to you. And so we are in apocalyptic times, but not in the sense of like the sky is going to fall down on us in the sense that a lot of things are being uncovered. Of things. And if you think about it, yes, black people have been telling white people and everyone else that racism exists, microaggression exists, and inequalities exist. And it isn't until we've been forced to stay home, not go anywhere, Um, to kind of reduce just how we move about the world that we've been forced to see, that everyone's been forced to see a certain, a George Floyd Mm -hmm. being mercilessly murdered (laughs) and even children are home. And so they're seeing it and they're asking their parents about it. Um, And they're seeing like someone who's painted as their hero do something really kind of horrific. And 
that's a, an awakening even for like a young person. Sure. Um, and there are so many areas in our society that just people are just like, oh, wow. I never knew. Women went through that? I can't believe. <laughs> wow. It's a, that is shocking. I can't. And just, you know. All kinds of And whatever, like, we're being funny. Of- just like, yeah, different levels of corruption and misunderstandings. And it's it's been, I think for, for black people, well, for me, I think it's been really challenging. Um, I think I can say for black people, it's been really challenging to sort of deal with, like, the late awakening. Um, but I'm happy that it's happening. Um, and... And it, that's a societal awakening. But then there's been, like we were talk, talking about before, awakenings in ourselves, mm-hmm. right? And I'm so I'm happy to be in a marriage that I enjoy, um, in a relationship that I that I really love. And we've been through hard things, and we've been through great times. And so I'm glad that um, I'm awakening to like good things in our marriage. And yeah, I think that there are probably people who are not necessarily awakening to all the the good things and um, maybe, but, but even that awakening can lead to good. All of it. And that's the hard, I think that's the hard part too, is like, you're not always in a position to hear that this will turn out well, like this will turn out for your good. Like you're not always ready to kind of accept that, but there can be, and a friend of mine taught me this, that there can be beauty in the broken places and that what is broken can kind of yield something like miraculous and beautiful. Um, and I think that that's a, it's very poetic, but I, and I, I, I think that's what, you know, we're, we're spiritual and, um, we're Christians. So we kind of believe that like beauty can't come from ashes, you know, Listen, and that's just kind of how I like to lead my life. I, it's the only way I can, I, it it's the only way I can, Yeah, it's the only way I can. And if my life to date has been Indian, I mean, I've been in ashes more than once. Do you know what I mean? You're a phoenix. I'm a phoenix rising from the ashes. And so even in, so it's like, as we talk about this tumult and all this stuff, right? And this isn't even putting on rose colored glasses because we're dealing with the trauma and all the things that we've discussed. But I look at my life and I look at my husband and I look at the love that we have and I look at my family and my circle of friends and I feel so incredibly just (laughs) grateful (laughs) and like I, I love my life. I love the people in my life and I am delighted to be able to say that I love myself. You yeah. know what I mean? Like it's, um, and I remember many years when I did not feel that way. I remember feeling like I would never, you know, yeah. be happy again or you, uh, you yes. can, you can rise. Um, you can rise. You can rise from the ashes and not even in a cliche way, but it's like, yeah. Things have a way. You get those lessons and you get those mm-hmm. battle wounds. And there's you a get time those, for everything. There's a time for everything. So. I think that, before you move on, because I know you're about to, but I think that one of the things that irritates me about the 2020 is the enemy and 2020 must die. All that. I just thought of Romeo must die. <laughs> I don't know why. Um, I think it's because, I don't. I just don't think that we've seen the worst of it. I can look at other countries and just see, like, <laughs> other countries in shambles and I just and I I know that what we're experiencing is bad and it's it's not ideal and um it's painful but I see you know things that happen in other places I'm like it could be actually way incredibly worse way than it currently worse and I'm not trying to minimize it at all I'm just like that's my observation I'm just like when people are like 2020 sucks I'm like you know you're not we don't really know what 2021 is going to bring us. And also, this isn't the worst that it could possibly be. And also, we're still have four months left. We don't know what. True. 2020 could also yield some beautiful things. in a different, We have no idea. Yeah. I think to, to villainize any one calendar year is probably <laughs> um, a little tricky at the least. Um, because, again a lot of times the best things come from unrest and discomfort and from all kinds of things coming to the surface. And here's the thing, right now we can see it. (laughs) We see it, it's on video, it's everywhere, and we can choose how to confront this moment, you know? Yep, agreed. So let's wrap this up because we did a lot of catching up and musing but I here's what I'd like 
to leave the people with today. Just Tell the people what a couple you want things. to leave with them, Danny. Um, 2020 isn't over, and it's also not all bad. <laughs> it's not all bad, right? So no one can hope. <laughs> I am hoping that, listen, we are all going through very difficult times, but I am hoping um, that each of you can find different ways and different points in your life to be grateful or to for you to see the good in some part of your life um two things are different and that's okay (laughs) not everything is supposed to stay the same there are different seasons for different things and so here we are okay can I add one more thing before we move on please do that is why it's so important to be grateful for the moment that you do have and like really be present because you can let so much slip away because you are constantly moving on to the next thing that when things like this happen and it all changes, you suddenly start to regret and miss and, and feel like you didn't get to experience the fullness of that relationship mm-hmm. or that moment or that person or whatever. So I'm hoping that this is an awakening to just like how to live in the present so that you can truly enjoy the rest of your life no matter where it leads. That's right. That's good. That's and last but not least, if your plans haven't all worked out, you're not alone. Rest, reset if need be, and reprioritize. It's it's okay. <laughs> and one more thing. Yeah. Grace. Grace. Give yourself a lot of grace. A lot. Yourself and others, too. We're all experiencing so many challenges. You know, things aren't working out in the way we plan even though we think that we're planning them well. Even though we think we're in control of our plans. Of our plans (laughs) in some way. Like, we're doing all the things we said we're going to do. It still doesn't work out, but it's, like, all external. Um, Just give yourself grace and give other people grace as well during this time. So good, Drea. I feel better. I'm glad you feel better. It was nice talking to you about this. Again. If you have any thoughts or feedback on our discussion, we would love to hear from you. And I promise we are communicative and we write back. So hit us up <laughs> at hello at Spin the Bottle. <laughs> We'd love to hear from you and hear what's going on with you, how you guys are doing. All right, D, are you ready? Yes, it's been a minute. Let's uh, let's do this little ditty. You I don't ready? even know if I can remember this. Do you week? remember how we do it? Recent yeah. <laughs> revelations. It's like riding a bike. Okay, so I'm gonna do a very quick and uh, short recent revelation. Is it good? It's pretty good. Okay. Um, have you seen Lovecraft Country on no, HBO? No, I have not. Just check it out. It is a very interesting show. That is my recent revelation. It is horror. <laughs> it is like a horror-y, which is generally not my, uh, it's not my go-to. But it's very, it's a very interesting and cool show. Very thought-provoking. Okay. So People just seem to love it. Check it out. It's interesting. And I love it. a bit of a media break. Fair, as you should be. Um, it's very subjective. But it feels, so here's the thing. I feel like this is kind of a for the culture moment as well. Like okay. you have some really strong black characters. It's set in um, probably like the 50s or the 60s. Not exactly. I don't know the exact timeline, but somewhere in that ballpark, Jim Crow South. Like it's, it's mm. so, but amazing. And um, really like, it's like horror, but also not. Um, it's just very interesting. It's interesting storytelling. I haven't seen, it's very different. Haven't really seen anything like it. So I'd be interested to see kind of what you think about it. Check it out. Okay. Yeah. yeah. You are not the first person who's recommended it. Yeah. I'm into it. Yeah. Um, oh, sorry. I didn't pose that in a recent revelation. That okay. was more of a four-year consideration. The recent revelation is I can watch stuff that's a little horror-based and not free. See, I always think uh, like when I watch horror-type yeah. stuff, like I can't handle it. But this show, for whatever reason, and it's got straight-up horror, but it's really? not. It's weird. Like I, I can watch it, and I'm not losing sleep or anything. So. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Um... Gosh, what is my recent revelation? <laughs> oh, I recently started with a friend, with a group of friends, this thing called the Love Dare. And you're not supposed to tell your spouse about it, so now I'm breaking the rule. But 
it's a dare for 40 days to do something really nice for your spouse. And I started it with like this um, sort of disdain for these types of activities that make you do things that you're like, I would have done that anyway. But the more that I get to get around to doing them, not all of them are um, like leave a nice note for your spouse or make your spouse dinner. Some of them are deeply challenging. And recently I had to ask my husband what were three of the things that irritated him about me. Ooh, digging deep. And um, How'd that go? Did he actually, answer? He didn't at first. Okay, my husband would have been like, is this a trap? I love him shaking his head. <laughs> that's Wait a second. Literal <laughs> words. I'm not going to do this. <laughs> nope. This is a happy I was, I had to. Be- I had to beg him to answer the question. And I think what he what he what he said to me was that I don't pretty much that I don't take critique well or don't take criticism well or like when he tries to correct me something. Oh. That was um hard to hear, but also it wasn't new, and so I realized I got some work to do, and I have to figure out like that's not something that just happens in a love relationship. No, I think it kind of spreads into other relationships and like at work and like with friends and stuff like that. So. It just made me think, hmm, perchance I should work on that. But also, I appreciate him for loving me anyway. Isn't that wonderful to be in a safe relationship where you can so say that and be accepted? <laughs> no, it's fantastic. It's yeah, fantastic. yeah, 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 yeah. And also, the love dare is really cool if you guys want to. All right, maybe that. I'll try it. You know I avoid those things. I know. Like the I was also like, what are we doing this for? But then when she told me, I was like, okay. Right. And, I've, and it's been actually really sweet we'll see we'll see how the hubs reacts yeah but you're not supposed to tell him so don't let him listen to the end of this episode okay he'll never see it coming all right y'all if you liked this episode please like us subscribe and let somebody know yeah share us with your friends we're good people well drea we did it we are back and daring greatly yet again Thank you, as always, for being my co-host and my Aww. creative partner in all things. Yes, yes, yes. And thanks to our engineer, the man, the myth, the legend, Jared Johnson. Woo, woo. He makes us great, y'all. For Sound sure. good, all kinds of things. And last but not least, those of you listening, thank you. Thank you for taking the time to listen to us and our moms, because we wouldn't be Rowena. here without you. My mom's Joanne. name on Facebook One. is now Rowena the Boss Adventures. Oh, I love it. She's crazy. I love it. I love you, Mom. I love you too, Mom. Okay, that's it. One in the can. Johnson Taylor. Out. Out.